from Gate 7 or from Championship number 6. Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead! Remaining. And they're putting Curry in the pick and roll trying to get him on Irving. Irving and Curry, one-on-one with -one. Irving, puts it up, it's good, Kyrie Irving from downtown! We're sending it in, Jerome, that's for damn sure. Yes, 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 what is up everybody, welcome to Taproom Sports Podcast, I'm your host Jordan, Stacks on Stacks Lats, joined with my guys, like every Sunday night, Mr. Big Ball and Ben Larson, and uh, Irv, Irv's seen better days, but uh... <laughs> Irv is my humbug. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> hey man, uh, you know you could join my team in the gutter, so I'm happy to have someone along with the ride. Hey, just be glad you're not a Dallas fan. I mean, it could be worse, sir, for sure. I mean, maybe not. That was pretty bad. That was pretty bad. We're gonna we're gonna talk about his Denver Broncos later. Uh, we're gonna talk about. We're going to run down every game. Obviously, there's games where we, we have more to talk about than uh, than others. A wild day of NFL football, though. Just absolute insanity. Two two teams uh, on the road. Big dogs, Colts, and, and uh, Texans win outright. So we're going to get to that. Before we do that, make sure to go to sh- download Sharps app, S-H-A-R-P-Z. Track your bets. Become better betters. By tracking your bets, you can follow other bettors. Betters, they get hot, tail their bets, fade their bets, whatever it may be. Download Sharps. Use promo code JORD517. Lock it in. It's free. So there you go. Even better. Um, and Ben, what are you sipping on tonight? Are you sipping on anything? Yeah, so I'm, I'm just doing a uh, – this is a go-to, you know, for me. Um, this is the Cerveza by 805. Oh, I like that um, one. Drink it out of the bottle too. I didn't even grab a glass, but you know it's still good out of a bottle. Um, great summer beer. Um, as as we're in fall now, I know. <laughs> it was uh, it was a nice day. Had a barbecue today for nice. uh, for the game, so that's why I'm uh, I'm drinking my barbecue beer, and that's also why I didn't go out and get an actual beer to, for tonight. So Tuesday, I'll have something special. Yeah, I didn't get a, a special beer for tonight either. I was uh, watching football and then took pages of the park. So there we go. Doing all that fun stuff. Uh, I'm just sipping on a regular Lagunitas, which I usually keep in the fridge yep. at all times. Um, <clears throat> so not nothing special tonight. This day didn't deserve it. Tuesday. Um, yeah, Tuesday we'll uh, we'll do something else. But uh, man, what a day of football! And and we're gonna start it off talking about Sunday night football. Just a, a fucking absolute dog shit game. Two dog shit teams, just a lot of comical errors in that game. Uh, the Raiders were they closed three point favorites. The total was forty four, so Pittsburgh won twenty three to eighteen. The total went under. Pittsburgh covers wins outright as a dog on the on the road. Although they were basically a home game for them, as uh, most yeah. of the stadium was Pittsburgh fans. Um, but the biggest thing about this game is Raiders are down eight with about two minutes and twenty seconds left. And it's fourth down at four, and they're driving, and Josh McDaniels decides to kick a field goal to from the eight yard line to go within uh, five instead of eight. So he made it a, a one position game, a one possession game, and there was no guarantee he was getting the ball back. 
and his his master plan worked. He got the ball back with twelve seconds at his own ten yard line. The yeah. So I mean, what what what's your guys' thoughts on on this game and, and kind of like the state of either of these teams right now? Just all around bad coaching for uh, the Raiders. You can't even blame the players. Well, they hard out, they battled back, got back in the game, and the coaching did. I haven't, I haven't seen a decision like that in forever. So, yeah, that was pretty bad. Um, but uh, Jimmy G, two turnovers, two costly turnovers. Three. Oh, he had three. I thought he had two picks. He had a phone. Three interceptions. Oh, oh, well, the one don't count. Well, at the end, I wouldn't. Well, okay, yeah. yeah that, that was, was a, that was just um, it, Yeah, they would have had two seconds left to at, what, the 50 there? Nah, they were like, like the 30, dude. 30, <laughs> they, had no, they had no I, shot. I chalked that one up as a trying to make a play, but yeah. I don't know, man. It's the, the Raiders, like, they start off good, and then just the second half is just not the same. Um, kind of remind me of the uh, John Gruden days. They come out first half, they on fire to end the game, and then the second half is just not good. Because the Steelers didn't do anything spectacular. They just played oh. the game, ran the ball, yep. ran the normal offense, and, and leaned on their defense, which the Steelers have been doing for ages. But they also the Raiders also couldn't get down on, couldn't get off the field on third down. I think the yeah, Kenny Pickett did make a couple good plays with his legs on third down and some and some, and some nice throws. But what was their third you know, down stats? They were like. Oh shit! I don't see it right here, but man, they were like, dude, they must have been like eighty percent on third down. Yeah, it was it was pretty um eye opening. I'll look it up right now. But <laughs> third down, they were uh six. I'm uh, sorry, four for thirteen. Steelers. Oh, Steelers. Six. Yeah. Steelers six for fifteen. But I think in the second half, they converted all the third downs. I felt like every fucking third down, dude, they were getting off the field. And also, the Raiders had some costly penalties on third down, too, which fucking yeah. extended drives as well. But, I mean, that's yeah. like that's things that that goes on coaching, right? Like, those are things that you just that just can't happen. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even think you can say that they had a, a good start to this game either because you're looking at first half, you've got five punts and an, an interception and a touchdown. And three of those, three of those were three and outs. Three of those punts were three and outs. Yeah, I mean they they went up seven nothing, and it was a it was a nice play call, and like they had momentum going right. And then very next drive, they get Pittsburgh in third and long, and Pittsburgh hits a big play Fucking for a touchdown. Huge play, yeah. And that that kind of set the tone for the entire game. It was kind of like yeah. you could you could just feel the air taken out, right? And then Pittsburgh goes on to score twenty three unanswered, and the Raiders are they battle back like Irv said in the second half, and then you know you have a you have a chance to tie the game and force overtime or try and force overtime or maybe even get the ball back, which you yeah. know McDaniel's planned on, and you kick a fucking field goal, dude. Like that's a fireable offense in my opinion. Well, and what's even going to say that you're going to get close enough for even a touchdown? Exactly. That, There's that no situation. guarantee you were going to get the ball yeah. back. There's yep. zero guarantee we're gonna get the ball back. It made no sense. You you go on a play, you know, like they they ran on that two point conversion where that uh, you know their tight end was wide the fuck open. Yep. Um, and, and you turn back to that, which was successful, you know, not two minutes in in game time, you know, prior to that. 
Um, I think you got to get Josh Jacobs the ball even more than than they did. I think but he had sixty three yards carries. on. But the thing is, is like all those yards came when they were like down. So yeah. Pittsburgh was playing the pass. Like that's the, that's the other thing about the Raiders right now is like they haven't been able to run the ball against Buffalo. They were minus two yards rushing. Mm-hmm. Like they have not been able to establish the run, and that's kind of what hurt them in the first half was they couldn't establish yeah. the run, and then Pittsburgh just pinned their ears back, knowing that they were going to have to pass every fucking down. Yeah. And Jimmy G, you know, he, he got hit a couple times. You could see, like, he started to get scared because that second interception, there was no one even near him, dude. He had all day no. to fucking throw the ball, and he just, like, threw it up, dude. Like, he was just scared. He was afraid he was going to get hit. Yeah. And that's the kind of shit that Derek Carr did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is why they had to get on, move on from Derek Carr. And here they are in the same fucking position with a different quarterback, one that's, you know, known for winning ball games. That's what he's done, right? But now... You know, we're kind of looking at it, and Irv, you and I talked about it before the season started. We were like, man, the Raiders are going to be good enough to win, like, eight or nine games with Jimmy G. Like, that's just what they're going to do. But now I'm, like, looking at this, and I'm like, damn, dude, maybe maybe the Niners were the reason why Jimmy was good because Brock Purdy's out there being average and fucking doing yeah. the same thing, dude. <laughs> well, if it's, it's that offensive line and it's the weapons that the Niners had that you don't have. I mean, look at Devontae Adams today, 13 receptions for 172 yards. That was basically his only target. Well, Jacoby Myers, I guess, had had a good day too. But that is... Yeah, but once, he started, once they started losing, I think he just keyed in on Devontae. Yeah. I don't think he was really looking at anybody else. Um, Devontae's also always wide open too. Yeah, that's true too. But because if you look at his first, well, his first game against Denver, he was spreading the ball around. These last two games... I don't know what the hell you've been doing, but yeah, you know, I don't think he knows what he's been doing. But you know, I love seeing the Raiders being dog shit. But my team is zero and three, so whoop de do. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna get to them sooner. But yeah, I mean, I think like I just this game. Like my only takeaway is, uh, you know, like I I took I played the Raiders tonight. You know, I'll be straight up, and the reason why I did was because I felt like Pittsburgh hadn't been able to move the ball all year against anyone they played, and I know they played uh, Cleveland, which is a good defense, and I know they played the Niners, which is a good defense, but the offense didn't win them this game here, right? And I, I thought it was a good buy-low spot on the Raiders. Like, they're coming off getting blown out by the by the Bills. They come back home. Like, I just I thought it was a get-right spot, but now I'm, I'm a little bit down on the Raiders. Uh, obviously, I was a little too high on them, probably, um, so I'm going to have to readjust that in my in my thought process for games. But yeah, man, uh, just an awful, awful showing for, by the Raiders. And if I was Mark Davis, dude, uh, Josh McDaniels would be fired. Like he wouldn't even make it out the building with a job. That's just, it's inexcusable what he did tonight. Absolutely inexcusable. You're basically think, telling the fan base and your own team, dude, that you don't care about winning a ball game. I think next week is, is the big week for McDaniels because they're, they're playing the chargers and a division rival, both teams are one and two. Um, you know, Raiders at home or on the road don't matter. They're at home or on the road. They're on the road. It's in in LA. Okay. Basically, so a they, home game. So, so they'll have the home foot advantage and probably still lose. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think that's where it's that his literal job is on the line for this game. If they win, he he stays. If they, you know, lose, he goes. <clears throat> I think that's that's next week for it. Okay. So if I if. We had to give out odds on coaches to get fired first. Who would you say gets fired first? Matt Eberflus or Josh McDaniels? 
Josh McDaniels. Who's Eberflusis? Bears. 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 Oh, ooh. He was handpicked by the GM, though, so he might have a longer leash. Yeah. yeah. And he could use the excuse that they didn't draft Justin Fields and – Justin Fields isn't their guy and all that kind of stuff too. So that, but I, I think I, dude, I think he's lost that locker room though. I, I think it's the Bears coach. But I, all right, that's that, enough that, talking about the uh, Raiders. That hug, Broncos. That hug that uh, Fields and him did was such bullshit too. I'm so. starting it off with this. We just got our ass the whole game, not the second game. Do it. Offensively, we couldn't make a first down. We couldn't run the ball. We didn't try to run the ball. We couldn't complete it. We sucked. The second half, we sucked. We couldn't stop the run. Every time they got the ball and went down and got points, we got our ass totally kicked in the second half. That's what it boiled down to. Horseshit performance. Horseshit. I'm totally embarrassed and totally ashamed. Coaching, all, we're all, our coaching did a horrible job. The players did a horrible job. Who is that? Second. Jim Morris. Okay, I was gonna say that sounds like Jim Moore. Um Sean Payton was he was he was answering questions in his press conference. He was a little fired up. Uh, he definitely was. Yeah, yeah, my guy was pissed off. Like in all my years being a Bronco fan, I've seen that fifty eight to ten loss to the Raiders. I've seen us get our asses handed to us by the coach back to back years in the playoffs. But I didn't watch it down in this game. I looked at that box store. I knew it was going to be bad because we was missing basically our entire secondary, two starting linebackers, and I think another defensive end. But I would never expect a fucking NFL team to give up 70 points. 70 points, dude. And it should and have been even more. And they could have scored another touchdown or two in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Mike McDaniels caught off the dogs. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I've never seen no shit like this. It's, this is my second lowest point as a Bronco fan. We all know what the first is. 43-8, fuck the Seahawks. But, um, yeah, this was horrible, man. I, but glass half full, glass half empty, nowhere to go but up. Because this was, this is was definitely rock bottom. And you can't even – the crazy part is you can't even blame Russell Wilson. You can't blame the offense. We just got – our ass is totally kicked today. Well, yeah. Anytime you give up seventy, dude, it's like it's it's tough to blame the offense. But I mean, the offense wasn't wasn't good, and they didn't really score any touchdowns. I mean, one of their touchdowns was a punt return or a kick return. Yeah. Put this up. Uh, hey, Tua might win MVP this year, man. That was fucking twenty three and and twenty six. He's got to stay healthy, but uh, yeah, man, I was just a. That was an absolute ass kicking, and obviously, there's a lot of people I know that were on the Broncos plus six today. Um, the total was 47. Obviously, that went way over. But I mean, uh, yeah, dude, I did not see that coming at all. Um, that was just insane. I turned. Insane. I told that kid he was on the wrong side of that one. But yeah, I mean, that's one but, of those. But we never would have thought it would have been a fucking 50 point game. Let's be real. I mean, AK wasn't the only. Only person oh, no, no, I know no. on the Broncos. There's a lot of people on the Broncos I that I truly respect in the uh, in the handicapping world. And yep. you know, I didn't play the Broncos because I was scared of something like this. I mean, not not this. I didn't think this was going to happen, but I did. Uh, I did think there was a good chance that Miami. And you know, I always say, dude, West Coast teams or West teams that go to the Miami Miami, they almost always lose, dude. Yeah, like every time. 
Uh, it was a uh, hundred hundred degrees out there in the sun. Yeah, and they had the Broncos wearing their orange, <laughs> their dark jerseys, dude. Like, yeah. yeah, bro, that was uh that had to have been no fun for the fucking Denver Broncos. But man, who is uh who's this uh, Devon? What is it? A, a chain? A cane? Cane? Yeah, he's is he a rookie? He's a hell of a uh, fucking running back, man. Like, holy shit, this guy is just fucking fast. And like, yeah, I want to see a... him and Tyreek go up against each other, and Tyreek probably still wins that, but it's close. Yeah. And, I mean, Miami's for real, dude. They're definitely yeah. in the driver's seat for that fucking division at this point. Um, As far as the Broncos go, Irv, I mean, what, what do you think is... I mean, I know you say that the only way to go is up, but... uh. I mean, what, what's the outlook on the season looking like from here um, on out? Do you think the team is, like, giving up on Sean Payton at this point? No, I don't think they're giving up on Sean Payton. It's just our first two losses were very preventable. This game, we just came out and got our asses kicked. So there's only two ways to respond to this. You go out there, you improve and start winning games or continue to fucking suck because the first couple games – the offense put up points. Defense couldn't stop nobody. Well, the Raiders game was pretty much like a defensive battle. But uh, the Commanders game, no way we should have lost that game. We was up 21-3. to And this game, we just got our ass kicked. So, we play the Bears next week. We lose that game. We might not win the game. I was just about to say, like, there is some, some you know, light at the end of the tunnel here is that you'll probably be 1-3 and three at the end of next week. Because – the Bears fucking stink. Yeah, that's Denver a, at least has the, some bright spots there. But so let's move over watching to, that Bears game. Whew. Let's move over to that game. So the Chiefs closed thirteen point favorites. Uh, they cover win forty one to ten. The total was forty eight. Goes over. Um, you know, one thing that I don't think needs to be said is Taylor Swift was in attendance. You know, the mm-hmm. media made it very clear all fucking day. That's all they fucking talked about. Um, what was your guys' thoughts on, on this game? Because from my, my perspective, dude, I, I mean, I thought the Bears were going to be dog shit this year anyways. I didn't think they were going to be any good. But, like, bro, th- this team fucking sucks, dude. And they suck at every phase of the game. And, like, mm-hmm. I don't think Justin Fields is that guy. But at the same time, it's, like, it's hella tough to judge him because everything around him is just so fucking trash, dude. <laughs> like, I I just I don't know how to evaluate this team. And I think that... This is a team where they hire Ryan Pace, right? They, he he hires Matt Eberflus, and then, you know, they get Justin Fields from the previous regime. And so, like, I feel like it's going to be tough for Chicago to move on from the from this regime, the GM, Ryan Pace, and, and Matt Eberflus, because they have that excuse, well, like, we don't have our guy. You know what I mean? But I, to be honest, dude, I think they should reset again. Yeah, I think they're going to have to reset. They're going to have a great... Great draft pick this upcoming year. And um, they got the Panthers pick, too. Yeah. So, I mean, you've brought in, I think, other than a, a legit running back, you've brought in help for fields in DJ Moore, Cole Komet, Claypool, um, Darnell Mooney. Their offensive line to... still sucks, though. What's that? Their offensive line still sucks. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But... You know, maybe that's what you what you get. You get a new QB. Hope it's number one. Um, so you get Caleb, and then 
with that second pick, you you pick up an offense, the top offensive lineman to really bolster that. And I think that I think the only way Ryan Pace and Eberflus keep their jobs is by going to ownership and being and like basically saying what I said. Like we don't have our guys, so this year we're going to draft our guy. We're going to draft our quarterback and then like build around him and build in the trenches and stuff. I think it's the only way they can can keep their job. To be honest. Because, I mean, they haven't been competitive at all in any fucking game. But that's that's basically telling ownerships that you're losing out. But I'm That, that but, you're not even going to try to... But the thing is, is that they didn't draft Justin Fields. Yeah. So that that's what I'm saying. Like, they have that excuse. When the owners come down or and the executives come down, they're like, hey, like, what's going on? They can turn their hats and be like, this isn't our guy. We didn't draft him. You know what I mean? Like... We tried to make it work. It's not working. So now we need to go our direction. You know what I'm saying? That that was kind of the excuse that Josh McDaniels had, right? Last year. We didn't mm-hmm. draft Derek Carr. We were inherit we inherited Derek Carr. We inherited this team basically. You wanted us to go out and trade for Devontae Adams. We did. And then, you know, they sucked. And then this year you see all these changes and they still suck. So that's why mm-hmm. it's like that's why I think McDaniels has more of a reason to be fired than anyone because he doesn't have an excuse. Like, bro, you went out and got your quarterback, Jimmy G. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> at least Eberflus and, and Ryan Pace, they have the excuse. We didn't draft fields. This isn't our guy. So Yeah, it, it has to be interesting to see what's going on in that locker room because if he really has lost the locker room, then that's a well, big reason for you know for firing. Sure. I don't think... There's it, it's a mess, dude. Rooms. The defensive coordinator resigns. Oh no, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't think Vegas's locker room is a mess. So that's why I think yeah Chicago because if he has lost that whole team, it doesn't matter who his QB is going to be. His his other you know three or four draft picks are going to be yeah. everybody who's on that team isn't going to trust him. Isn't going to want to move forward and play for him. So yeah, I agree. It's it's not pretty. What do you think about the Bears, Irv? Um, like you said, it's hard to judge Fields and everything else around him is terrible. Well, you can't judge the QB who's next to go, the GM, the coach, everyone around him. And I don't know where the hell they hired that OC, but that dude is terrible. Well, they're gonna. That's the thing is they're gonna. The coaches are gonna be like, "This ain't our guy, dude." So. Well, they're gonna move he, on. Well, he's still on a rookie deal, so if they are able to draft a Caleb Williams, then you gotta go. You gotta choose between Caleb and Justin Fields, which most people would probably choose Caleb because he's touted no and looks like a generational prospect. But we'll see. They got some tough decisions to make, man, because. If they move on from Justin Fields, what that buys that new regime probably what another year or two before they asses is out. Yep. So if they do move on from Justin Fields, get it a number one, number two, number three pick, and able to draft one of those top QBs, that QB gotta have success like right away. Yeah. But I mean with all the picks they have too, it'll probably be easier to build around, you know what I mean? Because they have a lot of draft picks. Yeah, they do got a lot of draft picks. Now that's gonna be the decision they're gonna have to make. Are they gonna be Sorry enough to get a Drake May or Caleb Williams. I got to look who else is up there, but Michael Penix, which I think he's a great college quarterback. I don't know if he's going to be a great pro. I agree. Um, I agree with that. 
Uh, he's been in college this long for a reason, and I'll leave it at that. Um, uh, we're going to see. It's going to be real interesting. The Bears only win one or two games again. You see what the uh, Cardinals did when they had Josh Rosen. They had a chance to get Kyler, so it could be another situation like that. Yep, I agree. And I mean, I think there's a there's a team that will go out and trade for Justin Fields and like take a shot on him with like a fourth or fifth round pick. You know what I mean? Like, and and maybe maybe new pastures is what he needs. You know what I mean? Maybe he needs a whole new, just a refresh. You know what I mean? Because like the he, Bears he needs situation. to be running an offense like like a Lamar Jackson, like a Richardson. Uh, what's his name? I can't think of his first name. Fuck. Uh, Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson. Yeah. That's the type of offense he should be in. Not this bullshit the Bears trotting out. My, my only pushback to that is like when Fields was coming out, he was known as like a pocket quarterback. Like that was his strength was that he was a good pocket yeah, passer. He was a pocket quarterback with a, a good O line and capable weapons. He doesn't have neither one of those in NFL. So Well he has DJ unless, Moore. Unless you're well, he has DJ Moore, that's it. But what else does he have? He definitely doesn't have a good offensive line. I'll give I'll give him that. I and the, and their best offensive lineman is a rookie. He was out today, and it clearly showed. Yeah, no, their their offensive line is fucking terrible. But what what trade value does he really have, though? Oh, someone will take a shot. You don't have the same trade value, trade value as a Trey Lance. He's third, yeah. fourth, maybe fifth round pick if they choose to trade him. Yeah. But. From what I'm from the outside looking in, if you seeing what I'm, if we, they're seeing what we're seeing, and they're in position to draft a quarterback, they're probably going to draft a quarterback and ship him out. The same way the Niners just did with Trey Lance, we thought he was a guy, he wasn't. And we're going to move on and try to build this thing up again. But honestly, that just gives the the coach and the GM, if they do go that route, that gives them another year or two max, maybe another year. Honestly, yep. And I really only see one place where he'd be a potential starter, and that's just for this year. And that's that's with the Jets. Yeah, but I, you know, there's, I think the Vikings move on from Kirk Cousins after this year, especially the way their season's going. I don't think they're going to want to pay him that kind of coin. Yeah, but they won't. They won't. He could be a fan of Falcons. Yeah, the Falcons, dude. Fucking Falcons. Ritter ain't it. The the Bucks might take a shot. The Cardinals looking like they might not even get a top ten pick, so they, they might be interested. I have to stick with Kyler. Yeah, a little stick but, with Kyler. But yeah, it's like four. It's gonna be even four or five landing spots. Derek Carr. Oh yeah, he's only on a three year deal. The Raiders. Raiders, yeah, they only signed Jimmy G to what two years, three yeah. years. I think it was only the first year guaranteed or second year or something like that. So it's gonna be options for him because he's gonna have value no matter what. He's a young QB talented. And everybody's going to think they can bring him in and, and change his uh, fortune. So, yep, agreed. All right, let's move on to the next game. We had uh, the Cowboys at the Cardinals. Uh, the Cowboys closed eleven point favorites. The total was forty three and a half. The Cardinals went outright twenty eight to sixteen. The total goes over. Cardinals obviously cover when there's a dog outright. You know, a lot of talk coming into this week was that Dallas was probably the best team in the NFL. A lot of people were saying. Um, and they go out there, and I mean, they they could not stop Arizona <laughs> at all. Josh Dobbs looked like fucking. The Cardinals punted one time in the yeah, entire. Josh game. Dobbs looked like Steve McNair today in his prime. 
Yeah, no, nah, he looked good, bro. They and like they rushed the ball for fucking how many yeah, yards? Two hundred twenty-two yards rushing, bro. Yep. Yes. Like you, you can't win a ball. You cannot win a football game allowing two hundred twenty-two yards on the ground. Yeah. And my thing with the Cowboys going forward is like, how are they going to compete with the Niners if they can't even stop the Cardinals on the ground? Yeah, that 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 Diggs injury has a huge effect on that defense. Um, but not being able to stop the run, I think this was just more of them overlooking the, their opponent, yeah. which we know NFL teams shouldn't do that because they're all professionals, all getting paid millions, and they're going to show up and compete every, every damn Sunday. And this is clearly the Cowboys looking ahead to their next opponent and thinking they was going to sleepwalk through a game and beat this team. But that's the Patriots too, though. That's not a – you know, the Patriots played a little bit better today, but that's not a big game. I know, but still, they're playing the Cardinals. This is team. This team was touted to what win three games, four games max. Yeah, and the one thing, and honestly, if it wasn't for a bunch of, of, of some bonehead plays, so the Cardinals could be undefeated right now. Dude, I was gonna say they could very well be three and zero right now, dude. So, and we can't count out that they've been competing, and they should have won all three of their games. Well, they won today, but they should have won the previous two games too. Yep. So. The Cardinals ain't as sorry as we thought they was going to be, and their head coach got them playing ball. Jonathan Gannon, man, hell of a fucking hire. And, like, you know, a lot of people mock the Cardinals for hiring him, and I, I was one of them, dude. I I didn't like the hire when it first happened. I questioned it because his defense got fucking annihilated in the Super Bowl, and I'm sitting here like, dude, how are you going to hire a dude that just gave up fucking, like, 600 yards of offense in the Super Bowl? Whatever. And then I come to find out Vic Fangio was, like, the mastermind behind the defense, too. He was just calling the plays, basically. But, I mean, dude, like, this guy, like, the dudes play for him. I don't know what it what Like, he he got he got guys to buy in. I think trading Isaiah Simmons was massive. You know what I mean? Because that shows, like, hey, we ain't going to put up with no bullshit, dude. Like, either you buy in or you're gone. We don't care how high you were drafted, dude. And I don't know, man. I'm, I'm excited for Cardinals football, man. Jonathan Gannon got me fired up. Every week, or like you said, they should they could very well be three and zero right now. And like, dude, they just play hard, dude. Like, they're not a good team. They're not that talented, but they fucking play hard. And Paris Johnson, that signing or that that draft pick of Paris Johnson, that might have been the best Cardinals draft pick aside from Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray in my lifetime, dude. Or and Larry yeah. Fitzgerald and Larry Fitzgerald, Larry Fitzgerald, Antoine Bowden. Y'all had some decent picks, Adrian Wilson. But yeah, Paris Johnson is definitely looking like a, a premier a premier tackle. Yeah. In the NFL so far, dude's a fucking stonewall at that right tackle position. Because the, the thing I'm, like, noticing... Sooner than later, he's going to move to left tackle. Though. Yeah, as soon as DJ DJ Humphrey's gone. But the one thing I'm noticing in the NFL is, like, there's such bad line play, dude. Like, so many offensive lines are bad. And, like, the Cardinals actually have a good offensive line, which is, yeah, like, crazy to thing with the offensive line, too, you got to recognize it's all about... It's going nine times out of ten. It's the coaching, the technique... And injuries. Yeah, health is a big part. When you get hurt on your own line, it hurts it hurt bad. Look at the Cowboys today. Yep. The fucking Cardinals pass rush ate that O line alive, and they were missing three linemen. Yep. Zach Martin, no, uh, Zach Martin, uh, Tyron Smith, and uh, the other guard. Tyron Smith hasn't really played all year, though. Uh, the center was out. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was. But the Zach Martin one's huge. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a Hall of Famer right there. So is Tyron Smith, but yeah, he definitely Tyron Smith hasn't been the same the last couple of years. He's getting older. yeah, too many injuries. The injuries is piled up. He's not the top two, three All Pro every in a year in year out tackle that he used to be, and it's due to injuries. 
and yep. mostly it's the back injuries that's really stifled his uh and athleticism. And when you're that big dude, when the back goes out, yeah, all bad. What do you think about that game, Ben? I mean, it was uh, it was definitely surprising. I was on the other side. Um, I thought Dallas was going to come in and, and mollywop even with uh, Diggs out, but you know, it was like like you said, they're they're all fight right now, and you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see if San Francisco overlooks them, or at least now things have probably changed because Dallas got overlooked or Dallas overlooked Arizona. Nah, they and, won't overlook Arizona. It's still a it's still a division game. Yeah, well, and San Francisco is going to see that and be like, "Oh no, we we really got to." But the Cardinals do always the one. Cardinals do always play the Niners hella tough. Yeah, yeah. Even when the even when the Cardinals are like absolute fucking dog shit, they play the fucking Niners tough. Yeah. So I, I mean, it was a it was an all around good game offensively and defensively for Arizona and. Yeah, I think I messaged you guys like, are they going to get the call at halftime to stop fucking playing? You know, they were up twenty-one to ten at that point. But well, that was a weird thing. Like last week, dude. Like, bro, the first it was a tale of two halves. Like the first half, the Cardinals were so fucking good, dude. And -hmm. then the second half, it was like they it was like they stopped playing defense, dude. And it was like it was just weird. It was like, why the fuck did the like the flip just like the switch just totally flip? Yeah. You know, and I mean, they, they still only scored seven points in the second half. So offensively, they weren't as dynamic as the first. But they had time and possession in the second half must have been. You must have been majorly sided to Arizona this week. Yeah. Well, also the Cowboys had like five red zone trips and only got six points. Yeah. So that was huge too. They had a yeah. they had a turnover on downs, and then they had a uh, pick uh, interception in the end zone, and then they only got yeah. field goals out aside from that. So that was huge. Shout out Jonathan Gannon, though, man. What a dude! All right, let's move over to the next game. We got the the Carolina Panthers at the Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks closed four and a half point favorites. The total was forty three and a half. The game went way over. And the Seahawks cover, winning thirty-seven to twenty-seven. Uh, the Panthers had just a ton of fucking penalties, dude. Thirteen penalties for eighty-two yards, and six of them were false start penalties in the fourth quarter. Yikes! They had three false starts in a row at one point. Um, what's your guys' thoughts on on this game? Andy Dalton looks better back there than. Uh... You know, than we've seen in the pre- the previous two weeks, so it wouldn't be surprised if we see Dalton out there for another couple weeks just to get, you know. I think it depends on Bryce Young's injury, but someone was saying yeah, Bryce Young might be out for a while. I just saw one to two weeks, but saw someone on Twitter say that uh, he's gonna be out a while. But man, that fucking some time. that Panthers offensive line sucks too, dude. They can't fucking run the ball for shit, and that's a yeah. when you have a young quarterback. That's you have to be able to run the ball to take pressure off them, and they can't do that. So, you know, having Andy Dalton out there, a veteran, like obviously Andy Dalton isn't going to fucking like win you a ton of ball games by any stretch of the imagination, but he's still a, a, a reliable backup quarterback. Um, and we're going to talk about backup quarterback soon because there's a team that needs a good backup quarterback that doesn't have one, but he's still able to keep you in the ball game, right? And mm-hmm. I think that's that's important. 
Uh, Carolina, do, they do have a pretty good defense. I know the, the score didn't really show it today, but um, Seattle, you know, they're, they're, they turn the ship around. Carolina, I think they're going to be really bad this year. I just think. And they don't have their first-round pick, which sucks even more. So shout-out to the Carolina fans. Yeah. Kenneth Walker looked good today. Yeah, he did. I mean, the the Seahawks looked good the last two weeks, dude. They've looked really good. Mm-hmm. First week didn't look good. Last two weeks looked really good. I know a lot of people were on the Panthers this week thinking that, you know, Seahawks were somewhere in the middle of the game one and game two. But I don't know, man. They look good. Oh, the Lions. That's who they are. The Lions. Okay. Yep. Moving on to the Lions. Uh, Lions, Falcons. Uh, Lions closed three-point favorites. Total was 47.5. Game went way under 20-6. to six, And the Lions covered... What do you guys think about about either of these two teams in this game? Man, talk about battle line. Desmond Ritter hit the fucking hit, hit the ground hard a lot today. Seven sacks for sixty two yards. That was the number that popped out for me there. Um, you know, when you have two hundred and one total yards, but your team total is one hundred and thirty nine for like that's. That's difficult. Yep. <clears throat> it's crazy because Falcons look so good the first two weeks, man. Like, mm-hmm. we're able to run the ball, play decent defense. But, uh, man, Desmond Ritter, he sucks, bro. <laughs> He's not a good quarterback. Yep. Falcons got to find a quarterback. And the problem is, is that they're not going to be bad enough to draft a good quarterback. So they're going to have to, like, really find – like they're probably, I'm not even lying, dude. They're probably gonna end up with Bo Nix <laughs> next year. That's gonna be their starter. I mean, they couldn't get Bijan Robinson yeah. into the the game. They couldn't get. I mean, I guess Kyle Pitts was in the game. No, I'd rather more than Justin Fields than uh, Bo Nix. Yeah, I mean that. <laughs> yeah. I, Here's a fun fact: a lot of people that watch a lot of college football will know this. Bo Nix first start as a f- true freshman. They played the Oregon Ducks. And guess who was the starting quarterback for the Oregon Ducks? Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. And guess who's in their fourth year in the NFL? Justin Herbert. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bo Nix is one of the he, – him and Michael Penix are the last of the COVID year, guys. They're super seniors for a reason. I would tell NFL team, proceed with caution. Now, I have a lot more faith in Penix being a good pro. Than Bo Nix, but we'll see. I think they're both similar, dude. And the fact that like they both throw to wide open guys, they don't really, um, yeah, they're not really, they're not really like three read guys. They're more like one or two read guys. Yeah, when the tough gets going, all you gotta do is watch the Utah game last year for Bo Nix. Even though he was kind of hobbled with ankle injury, but he was still out there. I'm one. If you're healthy, playing, I don't know. I can't give you too much of an injury, dot unless you like Caleb Williams, where your damn hamstring is. Completely, well, not torn, but definitely pulled like a motherfucker. You out there thugging it out. But watch Bo Nix versus Georgia. Watch Bo Nix versus Utah. Yeah. And, and tell me what you think about him because those teams have NFL talent, NFL ran like NFL defenses, and he struggled mightily against both those teams. Now, Phoenix, uh, when you turn on that Texas tape, he struggled against better athletes. Yep. Um, 
I can't remember. I got to really dig into another game where I really watched him. He, like, didn't look the way he looked now. But go watch that Texas game. The UCLA game also. Yeah, yeah UCLA yeah. game, he didn't look too good. But, yeah, uh, I, I agree. Like, you know, I'm, I'm watching that Cal game on Saturday. Fucking Cal, dude. Holy shit. I'm like, Michael Penix Jr. just throwing the wide open dudes, bro. <laughs> like, it's not even, like... There's, like, no defenders within, like, five yards of his receivers. It's like, I could make those throws. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Michael Penny's Jr., but we we could have all been back there making those throws. That's how bad it was. That's how wide open these dudes were. But anyways, back to this game. Uh, Falcons. Ritter's not him, dude. The Falcons are just, they're lucky they play in a dog shit division. Because that's their that's their only hope, and like they have all these skill players, dude. Kyle Pitts, generational talent, Drake London, like they don't even have a quarterback to get them the fucking ball, dude. Like, trust me, I got Drake London on my fucking fantasy team, bro. This dude, like, fucking three points every every week, dude. Like, it's crazy too because the O line isn't bad. They got three damn good running, but yeah, they got three good running backs. I don't know if the other dudes do there. No, just two now. Okay. Uh, Bijan and Algrier. Okay, so they lost the other one. But um, all the Falcons need is a quarterback, bro. Yep. They got pieces on defense. The defense isn't bad. They just tired because the offense can't sustain drives. At all, dude. Bro, if they get a quarterback, watch out for the Falcons, bro. Yeah, I mean, that's why a lot of people picked the Falcons this year is because, like, they have a team. Yeah, imagine if Caleb Williams would go to the Falcons. <laughs> There's no chance they're going to be able to get him, though. No. Damn. They'd have to trade everything, and, like, for yeah. a team that good, you might as well. I don't know. I, I think it's going to be a deep quarterback draft. I mean, I think you're going to be able to find, like, a, a – Yeah, it's going to be real deep because you got Phoenix. You got some somebody might take Bo Nix in the first round. That would be crazy if, uh, if you're asking me. But you got Phoenix. You got Drake May. You got Caleb Williams. You got uh, the kid from uh, – you got Coastal Carolina. He's an NFL talent. Grayson McCall. He's he costing himself some money, though. He better get his shit together. That um, team sucks, though, dude. Uh, the kid from Ohio, he's an NFL QB. Kenny O'Rourke. Yeah, Rourke. Yeah. Uh, I even like the kid from Hawaii. He yes. got NFL talent, too. Schrader. Got, yeah, Schrader got to reel it in some, though, because he be doing some wild-ass shit sometimes. Um, Quinn Ors is definitely gonna get drafted just based on his arm talent. Yep. Somebody's definitely drafting him. Same Probably with uh, like, Rattler. Uh, Rattler, his arm talent to get him drafted. Yes, his quarterback draft is pretty deep about 10 15 deep. A guy that could go within the first Michael Pratt. Michael Pratt, yeah, he's nice. Got the, that's the dude from Tulane, right? Yep, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Ugalele. Nah. Um, nah. Is he going to be next year? He ain't, he's he's not, not even that good enough. He might be like a fourth or fifth round pick. Okay, he'll, he'll be a project. Enough. Somebody will probably take a chance on him. Um, Cam Ward. I don't know Cam if he's going to stay another year. He could, he could be a wild card. Cam this Ward. is going to be a deep ass quarterback draft. Yeah, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of good quarterback talent. Yeah, he's got, uh, his name is skipping my mind. Jaden Daniels, he looks like sometimes like he go from a first round pick to undrafted free agent play to play. Yeah, so <laughs> it's you, true. You definitely gonna look at a guy like that. So you never know yeah, what you're gonna get. Yeah, this quarterback class like 
15, 20 deep with talent. I mean, think like a dude like Daquan Finn from Toledo's yeah, interesting. From Toledo, from Harris from uh, fucking uh, UTSA. UTSA. Yeah, it's a lot of quarterbacks in this fucking draft. That if they all come out, yeah, this gonna be a this might break the record for most quarterbacks drafted in one draft. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot, lot of good quarterbacks, man, and that's why I'm saying like a team like the Falcons, like you know, they're not gonna be bad enough to draft like one of the top ones, but like, dude, they might be able to hit on like a fucking Kenny O'Rourke in the fucking third or fourth round. You know what I mean? And like, maybe he yeah. pans out. And uh, I just think there's gonna be like. One of those quarterbacks are going to be a fucking dark horse, dude. Like, one of those yeah, quarterbacks is going to be like Russell Wilson, where he gets drafted in the third round and balls out. Yeah. It's going to be interesting, man. And there's a, there's a lot of fucking teams in the NFL that need quarterbacks, dude. Shit, my team might need a quarterback after this year because we got that Walmart money. We'll eat that Russell Wilson contract. Yeah, I mean, dude, I wouldn't even be shocked if fucking, uh, if what's his name starting soon, Stidham. Yeah. yeah, there's a reason why they paid him to be the highest backup. Yeah, because well, what's the name Peyton really likes him. Yeah. What about Stidham not getting a shot today when they're down by 50? Is that just Russ saying I'm, I'm your QB? That's I'm probably ready. more of uh, Sean Payton keeping the starters out there to teach him a fucking lesson. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, you don't, as an NFL team, as a hockey, any, any professional sport. You don't go out there and get beat by fucking fifty, bro. Peyton was like, heated. That's like losing by like twelve to two in hockey or twenty one to twenty. Like the the Angels game versus the, the Rockies this year, what twenty four to two, some shit like that. It was like twenty four to two or twenty four to five or something like that. Yeah, you don't go out and get embarrassed like that as a professional athlete. Shit, Garrett Bowles was so hurt he was crying after the game. Yeah, dude, that was tough to tough to listen to, man. He's like he said, in all his years of playing football, he ain't never felt this way after a game. Win, lose, or draw. It's crazy. All right, let's move on to the Buffalo game. Uh Bills at Commies. Uh Commie or uh, Bills closed five point favorites. This line opened six and a half, got bet down to five. Uh Bills cover every number opening, closing. Total is forty four and a half. It goes under, even though the Bills scored thirty seven because the Commies only scored three. Um, just a comical game for the fucking commanders, dude. Sam Howell looked like shit. Um, and, and Sam Howell's a guy that I like, man. But, dude, 19 to 29 for four interceptions is not going to cut it. Yeah, nine sacks. My biggest question to you guys, though, are the Bills back? Back-to-back blowout dubs. I don't necessarily think that it's the Bills are, are back. I mean, you look at the first three quarters and it's, you know, 16 points out of those 37. Fourth quarter was was 21 points. So, and that's really just Washington, I want to say, giving up there. Um, you know, if, if you put the Bills up against a top-level team, that's where I think you're going to, you know, really, we're really going to see if the Bills are back. And, you know, until they until they do that, you know, maybe next week against Miami. That's when we'll see if if the Bills are back here. Opening line on that too: Buffalo minus two and a half. Minus two and a half, huh? Yeah. For who so against Miami? Against Miami, yeah. In Buffalo. In Buffalo, yeah. Over under fifty three and a half there. Hmm. So, I mean, definitely a huge huge day for the defense. Uh, I think they got a defensive touchdown too 
if I'm not mistaken, uh, pick six. But, you know, it's – they're still a good team. I don't know if I'd say that they're all the way back. Josh Allen still 20 for 32. What do you think, Irv? Yeah, Mr. Bills, you know, ultimate wild card. They have top to bottom one of the best rosters in the NFL. When he's locked in and playing the game the way he's supposed to, they have a top two or three quarterback in the NFL. They just got to put things together. And I know they're sick and tired of being that team that's good enough to win it all and can't win it. But, shit, Miami is looking like a damn juggernaut right now. Yep. And, and they're doing all this without their best pass rusher. I think they're missing a starting lineman as well. So they're not even at 100% and they're clicking like this. So, so that game is going to prove tell us a lot. Um, I think a lot of points is going to be scored, honestly. Over-under is set at 53 and a half. Yeah, I think that I think that goes over for sure. Yeah, that's, cra- that's a crazy fucking total. <laughs> uh, that would be, oh, that total would be at like 55, 58, honestly. I actually, I like the under. Say, yeah, I was going to say, is this going to be a, a majorly defensive game? Well, also like uh, division rival like division opponent unders are like fucking just cash cows dude mm-hmm. just blindly bet them and they almost always hit um i mean i think the bills are a good team dude obviously but if josh Al- josh allen has to go back to that 2021 josh allen for the bills to succeed dude mm. like if that josh allen is there i think the bills have a great opportunity to make a good playoff run if that josh allen that played on that monday night football game against the jets if that's the or Josh Allen we're going to get, yep. fucking Bills are going to suck, dude. Mm-hmm. And maybe, just maybe, like, we look at the commies, dude, and they were 2-0, and right? They should have lost to the Cardinals, and then they beat a fucking bad Broncos team. Like, let's keep it let's keep it a buck, right? So maybe we the commies aren't as... I, mean, well, I don't think either any of us thought they were, like, a great team, but I don't think the commies were are that good. So... When we're looking at the Bills, right, it'd be the bad Raiders team at home, blew them out, and they beat a bad Commanders team. So I think you you guys are right in the fact that this next week against the Dolphins, I think is going to tell us who the Bills are for sure. Yeah. And who the Dolphins are as well. Yeah. And I think if you look at the Commanders too, like they're still going to be – I mean, they could still push for that second – place in that division and possibly a wild card team because they're you know they've got two against the giants we don't know what the eagles are they've got the bears no they're clearly behind the eagles it's not even close once the eagles o-line gets healthy i think you're gonna see a totally different team how long is it gonna be till the the o-line gets healthy well they need their left tackle back and they need i think they're missing their left guard or their right guard so You've got two against Cowboys, which they always play the Cowboys hard. You've got the Jets. You've got the Rams at the end of the year, which, you know, they're going to slow down because they're an older team. You know, you got the Seahawks and the Patriots, like the Falcons and the Bears. Like, this team can still get second in the division. I don't see them being that good. These first three games, I haven't seen anything that would make me think they could beat the Eagles or the Cowboys. Who? The Commanders. 
Yeah, I mean, it's too inconsistent. One game, yeah, the offense is clicking on all cylinders. Then, then, then the defense can't stop a nosebleed. Today, the offense couldn't do shit, or the defense couldn't do shit. So, and the Eagles and the Cowboys are clearly the lead dog in that division. I know Washington has potential. They got a great play caller. Shit, he should be their head coach, Ron Rivera. I don't see how he still has a job, but yeah, um. I don't think they're ready for the Cowboys or the Eagles. That was going to be my next uh, coach to get fired. Yeah. Okay. Starting 2-0, and I think, gave him a little bit of leeway. But, yeah, if they if they kind of crumble here in the next few weeks, dude, like, you know, commanders have new ownership, obviously, so they didn't hire Ron Rivera. So I could yeah. definitely see them moving on from him. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, the Eagles we- next week, but then they got the Bears and the Falcons and then the Giants. So, I definitely think the Commanders are better than the Giants. Yeah. Oh. Are we back? Yep. That was weird. We all froze there for a second. All right, let's move on to uh, the Patriots and the Jets. Uh, so the Patriots closed two and a half point favorites. Uh, the total was thirty five and a half. Patriots win fifteen to ten. Stays under thirty five and a half as the final score is fifteen to ten. Uh, just an ugly fucking football game here. Uh, Mac Jones two hundred and one yards, uh, one touchdown. Fucking Zach Wilson, man. How do the Jets continue to trot this motherfucker out here? Robert Robert Sala says that's his guy. Robert Sala about to lose the locker room if he continues this shit. Yeah, I think he needs to go get a vet that could actually make some plays and keep them in games because that defense is too good to be wasting. Agreed. 100%. They They give up 15 points today and loss. Yeah. Weather didn't... uh didn't help but at the same time both these teams are playing in the weather and both these teams kind of suck yep 100 percent, dude these teams both uh i I mean dude the patriots i mean I, i they're just an average fucking team dude like mac jones is an average fucking quarterback bro and the patriots have a good defense but Mac Jones ain't winning you fucking football games, dude. I'm sorry. Like, bro, they won this game 15 to 10. So, yeah, I'm with I'm with you, though, Irvin. The fact that, like, dude, the, the Jets' defense is way too good. Like, they got to go out and they got to they gotta do something, man. They got to get a quarterback. Because right now, you're, you're on the verge of losing this fucking team because of the fact that you are so committed to fucking – throwing Zach Wilson out there that these grown ass men are fucking risking their health, their lives going out there, giving it their all for fucking Zach Wilson, dude, to just dude sucks, man. He, he absolutely fucking sucks. There's no other way to spin it. So I'm, I'm, I'd be shocked. The jets have to, I wouldn't be, I'd be shocked if they don't sign somebody this week or trade for somebody. Bro, the Vikings should trade them fucking uh, Kirk Cousins. 
Yeah, just for another old QB to break his Achilles. I'd rather have uh, Kirk Cousins and fucking than uh Milf Hunter. Yeah, the Milf Hunter and and at the, on the same flip, on the flip side, like the Vikings, I don't, they're not going anywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you might as well just fucking take your. You're not gonna pay Kirk Cousins at the end of the year anyway, so might as well yeah. fucking trade him and you know tank and get a good quarterback next year. I mean, I would do it. Yeah. I mean, it'd, it'd be smart for them to do it. All right. Let's move on to uh, the uh, Colts and, and uh, Ravens. Uh, Ravens closed seven and a half point favorites. The total was 44 and a half. The Colts win 22 to 19 with Gardner Minshew under center. This pulling was Orlovsky. Yeah, he did. He did pull an Orlovsky, but it ended up not even mattering because they still win. So no yep. one's even going to remember. Uh, what's your thoughts on on this game? Baltimore's got a lot of injuries. That's my first initial thought. Yep. Yeah, but a lot of these injuries are season ending. Yeah. What is Baltimore going to do to be a, a force in that division? Because right now they're not a force in that division. And you've got Cincinnati. They're, they're, they're two and one. Yeah, but these injuries keep. Keep piling on. Cincinnati's I mean, going to be getting better. Cleveland's playing well. To be you honest, know, Pittsburgh's. I don't, I don't think there's a team better than the Browns in that division. I know it's crazy to say. Yeah, Browns have kind of had a easier schedule though. It'll be interesting <laughs> to see when they play. Uh, I, I mean, uh, Browns' defense is legit though. Yeah, Cincinnati. Was their most difficult, uh, you know, team that they faced in the first. Joe Burrow's a game time decision tomorrow. Yeah, I don't think he's playing, dude. Yeah. He he looked like, and if he does play, there's no way he's a hundred percent. He he's looked like shit, dude. Yep. Who's the backup? Oh my god, who the fuck is their backup? It's a uh, Simeon, Trevor Simeon. Oh okay. Mr. Average himself. Yeah. Wouldn't trust that shit. Save my yeah. fucking life. This is just another like mediocre team right now. That with these injuries, I don't think they get themselves over the hill. Yeah, I agree. I think- They've got. They've got the opportunities. They just can't put it together. 100% agree. I think the Colts are also better than we initially thought. Yeah. Yeah, I think that depends on Anthony Richardson's health. He looked pretty good with Minshew, too, but, yeah, they'll be on another level with Anthony Richardson. Yeah. Minshew didn't play great today. Yeah, and they, and still, they still won. Got the W though. Yeah, they did enough for him. They he did enough for him to win the game. Yep. But I don't know. If they would have had Anthony Richardson day. That game might have been as close as it was. Yeah. And I, I think the uh, Shane Steichen is a hell of a fucking play caller, dude. Hell of a play designer. Dude deserves a lot of credit. 
kudos to him. Um, all right, let's move on to the next game. So got to get to this Monday Night Football preview. Uh, Tennessee at Cleveland. Cleveland closed three-and-a-half-point favorites. The total was 38. Cleveland ends up winning and covering 27-3. Game goes under. Um, just an awful game for the fucking Tennessee Titans, man. What a fucking dog shit team. Talk about trotting out a fucking dog shit quarterback. Actually, Tennessee yeah, should trade say, uh, Ryan Tannehill to the Jets. Get Tenne- Tannehill fucking out of there. Mm-hmm. You've got a, a a good backup and a good young backup in Malik Willis. Just get him the ball. Yeah, I think it's time to see what you got. Yeah. <clears throat> See if the kid can play. If not, then you go to Will Levis. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot about Will Levis back behind there, too. He's third string. Third string, yeah. But, yeah, man, the uh, Cleveland defense is there for real, dude. That's a good That's a good defense. Miles Garrett, three and a half sacks today. Yeah. Frank <clears throat> Henry. Fucking game. Derrick what? Henry, 20 yards. They could not block Miles Garrett or, uh, or, was, or Smith today. Yeah, dude, it was – it was uh, pretty disgusting watching that shit. And then the Texans at Jags. Jags close seven and a half point favorites, total 43 and a half. Texans win 37 17. King goes over. Texans win outright. What the fuck is wrong with the Jags? This was another one of those teams that, that drove the ball really well until they get in the red zone and. Shit hits the fan. You got the fumble. You got the interception. Just, yeah. Houston's not that good, but they played well today. Yeah, Houston, like, they couldn't move the ball for shit against fucking Indy last week. Yeah. Then all of a sudden this week they can move the ball. I don't know. Jacksonville started slow last year, too, and then they kind of started to pick it up towards the end of the year. So <clears throat> I'm guessing that's how it's going to be this year. But, man, a lot of questions to be had on that Jacksonville roster. I mean, this is a game you shouldn't lose at home to tech, the Houston Texans. Yeah. You should absolutely fucking win this game, man. Yeah, Beathead got some, uh, got some action today. Surprising. <clears throat> yeah, he went two for two. Yeah. All right, let's talk about uh, Monday Night Football preview. We got two games. We didn't talk uh, Saints-Packers or Chargers-Vikings. Oh, shoot, I forgot about those two teams. Uh, Packers, what a comeback. Yeah, what a comeback. Uh, and speaking of bad decisions, okay, we've been, we talked about the bad decision on Josh McDaniels to kick a field goal down eight. We have to give credit to uh, Matt LaFleur. Down 14, scores a touchdown, goes for two to get within six in the fourth quarter. The reason why that's a great decision is because you play to win the game, right? So if you score a touchdown and get within seven, you can only tie the game, right? So the math says score a touchdown, go for two. If If you don't convert the two, you're still only down a possession, right? Yeah. But if you convert the two, then your next drive, all you need is a touchdown and a field goal, and you win the game. Well, what happened? Matt LaFleur goes for two. Packers convert. Packers down 17-11. to 11. Packers get the ball back, score, go up one, and ultimately yeah. win the game. We play, play more than the fourth quarter, though. 
What's that? <laughs> That's the big thing here. Well, I mean, to be honest, like the Packers, uh, they, they didn't look terrible throughout the game. They just had like a couple of miscues and then a punt return touchdown. I mean, yeah. When I, I cause I was watching this game too, I was like, this is one of the games I had on one of my screens. Cause I have, you know, I have three screens. So I, I always put two games on. I have red zone on. And this yeah. was one of the games I had in, in the next game we're going to talk about. And like, I'm watching the game. I'm like, dude, how the fuck are the Packers losing this game? Yeah. This don't make sense. And then they, they ultimately win the game. But, uh, Man, great job by Matt LaFleur. Just uh, yeah. as we shit on coaches for making bad decisions, he deserves credit for making a good decision. Uh, Derek Carr also hurt again. We don't know how yeah. serious. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of bummed too because I'm going to the game next weekend, and I was I was excited to see Derek Carr in a Saints jersey. And who the fuck is excited to see Derek Carr? It's a fucking guy I watched as a, a local. So, I mean. I'm, Dude, it's the fucking Saints versus uh, the, the Bucks. It's not going to be a fucking lively game. Oh, dude, the Bucks are legit. Baker's out here looking like fucking college Baker, but first round pick Baker. Yeah. Uh, but now, yeah, I mean, Jameis will be fun too. But I would have also saw like to say that I saw Irv lose another one. Any thoughts on you losing the Jordan Love versus uh, Justin Fields battle? You want to? <laughs> you want to throw in the towel yet? No, no, I'm not throwing in the towel because uh, Jordan Love had a dog shit game outside of the fourth quarter. Hey, that fourth quarter was a great fourth quarter. Nah, I don't throw out. Okay, so he's Tim Tebow now. We're gonna throw out all three quarters and just focus on the fourth. Hey, Justin Fields hasn't even had a good quarter yet this year, so. <laughs> That's fine. I think once the situation gets better, we'll see who's a better quarterback. Dude been there five fucking years. He's been there three years. This is his no, third I'm talking year. about Jordan Love. Yeah, this is third year. Or fourth year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like four or five, but he was he was yeah. in the same. He got drafted as, in twenty uh, twenty. Herbert and yeah. and Burrow, yeah. He's only got a year. I thought it was 2019. Was it 2019 or 2020? What do I matter? But anyway, yeah. Jordan Love's looking above average so far. Yep. Uh, all right. Let's move on to he the. Ain't, he, ain't, he ain't looking good at all, but he's above average. Uh, he's 2 and 1, first place in the division. Oh, that's fine. Look who he's played. That's true. He beat the, Bear- <laughs> he, he beat the Bears and Justin Fields. So, again, not difficult teams. Yeah. So, <laughs> great victory. They they should have beat the Falcons too. That was a fucking. I was up twenty four to ten in that game, right? No, nah, they were up seventeen to three. I think they were up. They they should have won that game. I don't know how the fuck they didn't win that game. Shout out Jordan Love, two uh, one, leading the division. All right, let's move on to the Chargers and Vikings. Uh, so this game basically closed a pick them everywhere. Uh, the total was fifty two and a half. The game goes under. And barely, and the Chargers win twenty eight twenty four. I mean, dude, just uh, absolute. I don't understand how the fuck the Vikings lost this game. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Brandon Staley goes for it on fourth and one in his own on his own twenty yard line. They don't convert. The Vikings get the ball, and just total miscues with the clock management. 
end up throwing a fucking pick in the in the end zone to end the game. Uh, just a absolute shit show for the Vikings. And you know, we talked about this last year how the Vikings like they were eleven and zero in one score games. They just every the ball always bounced their way. Now they're owing three in one score games, and the ball is not bouncing their way. I mean, just comedy, dude. They're, the DB for the Vikings had an interception, goes through his fucking hands, lands in Palmer's hands. The Viking that was the winning touchdown for the Chargers. Just an absolute fucking shit show of a game, dude. But I mean, it's what we expect. If, if you're telling me that these team two teams had nine over nine hundred yards and they didn't hit the over, yeah, that's fucking ridiculous. By half a point, by the hook, I think. Yeah. It's how these two teams play, man. They're two terribly coached teams, and guess what? Both these coaches coached at the same time for the same team. Yeah. LA explosive though. Yeah, they are and like the Vikings problem is they just they can't stop a fucking nosebleed, dude. Yeah, so they gotta win all their games and shootouts, and that's not that's not uh unless you're the uh, greatest show on turf Rams. Good luck with that. Yeah, you just <clears throat> can't do it like because you can't afford to not score when you have the ball and they like they don't score every time they have the ball obviously well and they just picked up what Eckler no they no, picked no, up um, Cam Akers Cam Akers, Cam Akers. Cam Akers. Yeah, and I don't see him playing that much better than Alexander Madison and if anything that takes away Alexander Madison's carries well Madison had a great game today well yeah no that's why I'm saying like I don't think I think Akers is really that much that, that much better. I think the Cam Akers thing was an overreaction. Yeah, panic overreaction to a fan base that that stupid as hell. Yeah, they don't have a, a fucking good offensive line, dude. That's their you problem. Got rid of Dalvin Cook because of Alexander Madison. You flood his DMs, racist messages, and all this other shit, and his families too. Mm-hmm. And he bounces back and have a great game, and you just traded for a running back that probably can't even stay healthy. So. Yeah, that's a, that was a pretty Vikings move right there. Yep, 100%. 100%. All right, let's move on to Monday Night Football. Uh, so the first game we have is the Eagles and the Bucks. Uh, right now, Eagles lane five, and the total is 45. What do you guys think about this game? Honestly, the with the way that both these offenses plan, I think it's gonna we're gonna see some points scored. Thing about this game is uh <clears throat> is whoever can play the most mistake free football and you're good to go. Actually some books have moved to four and a half on the bugs. Mm-hmm. I mean uh down to four and a half. I I haven't been impressed with, with the Eagles, dude. Their off or their defense, their secondary is not that good. Um, obviously they lost some in their secondary, and uh, their offense just isn't the same without Shane Steichen, man. And I think that's been a little, what's the word? Uh, I think we've overlooked it. I I like the Bucks in this game. I like them to cover. To be honest, at home Monday Night Football. Give me the give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus the five. Yeah, 
I don't know. I, to be honest, I don't know which bet I like better. If if I like the over or if I like the uh, the Bucks bet there, um, we do see the Bucks D getting a or sorry the uh, Eagles D getting a little bit healthier from last week. Um, you, you at least have Bradbury back in, which could help the long ball. Um, is their center out still? <laughs> I don't know if he's out for this game. Let me see. Oh, no, uh, that's Kelsey. So he's in. Who was the? So they out. They, who they have listed out is uh, Quez Watkins, Bart Scott, uh, Maddox, Nicobe Dean, Rogers, uh, Johnson, and Bradley is also out and then probable they have stole Edmonds Cunningham Gainwell Fletcher Cox Blankenship Bradbury's also probable now mm-hmm. and then questionable is Jordan Davis uh and then Javante Sweat this shit might be a shootout honestly and then for the Bucks, they have the only people they have out is Dennis and Cansey. Cansey sucks, like, but he hasn't played yet this year, so it's not like they're missing him because they haven't played with him. Cansey was their first, their first round pick. And then Jensen is on the IR, and Russell Gage is on the IR. Mm-hmm. But they're definitely more healthy. Looks like some points will be scored tomorrow. Much. Yeah, that's. I think I'm going to go with that as the uh, as the you know my best bet from this game. I don't know if I can. Well, Tampa don't, I don't really. Know if I can really. They don't really light it up, but I would say the bet yeah. the I would say the strength of their team is their wide receivers. You know what I mean? So the fact that the Eagles have a fucking mediocre secondary now. I do think that benefits what the Bucks do well on offense. Total's 45. Hasn't moved. Yeah, I think, I think that's where I'm going. I don't know if I can pick a side here. I'd lean. Yeah, I would lean the over. Yeah, I'd lean the... I lean the over, I lean the box. <clears throat> All right, let's move on to the other game. We have the Rams and the Bengals. Rams at the Bengals. Currently, this is at two. A lot of this line is really hanging on the balance of fucking uh, Joe Burrow. Because, I mean, this was like seven. <laughs> it opened at seven or five, or six or whatever the fuck it was. Um, currently it's at 40, uh, the total is 43 and a half. There are some books at Bengals minus one and a half. What do you guys think about this game? If no Joe Burrow, you would probably definitely have to lean the Rams even on the road. But if Joe, Joe Burrow is hobbled and his offense ain't looked the same with him hurt, could Trevor Simeon beat all that bad? Cause you'll just have to get the ball to the playmakers and let them make plays. So so offensive line sucks, so I know yeah, that offensive line sucks, and the Rams' defense has been pretty good this year. 
Yeah, the Rams defensive line might eat that fucking Bengals offensive line apart. Yeah, I think the big thing for you know the Rams offense too is 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 if uh, Puka Nuka Nakua is going to be playing or not. Um, he's really opened things up with with Cooper out. So, yeah, he's questionable. So we don't know if he's going to play. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going to happen with him. Hey, did we ever find out what happened with Stetson Bennett? No. Uh, outside outside influence, so likely drug abuse. That's so, uh, what there's rumors on fucking tr- uh, Twitter and Reddit that he went to a fucking rehab. Huh. Hopefully he gets right. Yep. What do you guys think about this one? I think I'm going to go Rams here. Uh, you know, with Burrow in or out, uh, he's struggled in every single quarter of every single game. Uh, I've been pretty impressed with, you know, what the Rams have, you know, done their first week. Yes, they lost San Francisco, but, you know, they went out and dominated against uh, against Seattle week one. So, you know, I, I'd... I'd push Rams here. Nice. They move the ball. They really do move the ball. Like it. All right. Let's go, y'all. Let's get some best bets for tomorrow. I'll take the over for the... uh, Um... The over for the uh, Bucks and the Eagles and uh, money line Arizona Diamondbacks and Raw Carolies on D backs money line. What is, what is that right now? I think minus 120. All right, Benjamin. Yeah. I'm gonna take the points in the Rams and Bengals game, so Rams plus two. All right, and I'm gonna go with that over 45 and Eagles Bucks. All right. I'm going Bucks plus five. That's my best bet tomorrow. Buccaneers plus five. I also lean Padres tomorrow minus 106 or whatever you can get them at. Blake Snell's on the mound against Logan Webb. And, yeah, they uh, never give uh, never give Webb any run support. So they didn't last time, but. And the, the uh, whatchamacallit, the Padres are hanging on to life support for a fucking wild, a wild card spot, so. Yeah, aren't they, aren't both the Giants and the Padres tied at 75 and 79 right now? Are they? No, I think both of you are 77. I think one is 77 and 79, other one is 77 and 78. Uh, let's see, I have it up. I just had it. Uh, both seventy-seven and seventy-nine. Oh, damn, Benjamin! Y'all might not get to that eighty-one and eighty-nine. I know. Fuck, we gotta go. We gotta go four and two over the next six games. I don't know if that's happening. Y'all been playing like shit too, so yeah. Damn, y'all finished the year all against the Giants. I mean, the Padres and the Dodgers, right? Padres nine and one in their last ten. Sheesh. They have to win every single game to try and make the playoffs. 
If they do somehow get in the playoffs, I would not want to play them. Yeah, nah, I wouldn't either. A, they're scorching hot, and B, they're a dangerous team. They've been in playoff mode for like the last month and a half. Bro, it's been insane, dude. Absolute insanity. Yeah, I would not want to run into that team tomorrow. All right, we. You're taking the uh, Padres tomorrow, Ben, or taking the under? I don't know what's in it. The over under is seven. Snell versus Webb. Yeah, I'd probably go the under there. Giants don't give any support to Webb, so. Max that they'll get his two rounds, I guess. Probably. We appreciate y'all for hanging out with us. Make sure to go and download the Sharps app, S H A R P Z. Use promo code George 517 Get hooked up. Track your bets. Become a better, better. It's free. Go do it now. Uh, we will be back on Tuesday. We'll be breaking down uh, Thursday night football and also some Major League Baseball for Wednesday as we head down the final stretch. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll be back on, and then we'll be back on Wednesday also breaking down college football week five. I believe it is. We're in week five. Um, so thank you for hanging out. Make sure to uh, follow us. If you missed any of the show, you could uh, catch it on Apple uh, or Spotify. It'll be up shortly. Uh, so thank you for rocking with us. We really appreciate y'all for swerving over Washington. Mr. Big Bomb, Ben Larson, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks Lives. We'll catch y'all later. Peace. Peace.